Welcome to Money Talk with Tiff, a podcast where we discuss everything money from tips and tricks to current events. Follow me on my journey to become debt-free and meet other cool people along the way. I am your host, Tiffany Grant. Now let's talk money. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Today I have Rachelle Solomon, who is a young single mom enthusiastic about combining her love of creating with her love of money management. Rachelle believes that she has a knack for helping people understand the skills of money management. And part of that is she loves helping kids understand money. So Today, being that we're both single moms <laughs> with um, <laughs> kids of our own, we will definitely be diving into what strategies we use as single parents to help our kids understand money, since both of those things are super important to us. So, hey, Rochelle, how are you? Hello, I am good. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you for coming on. This is a topic that I have not touched on um, here on the podcast, so I'm super excited to dive in with an expert. (laughs) 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 So with that being said, I guess first, how old are your kids? So I have two boys and they're actually seven years old. They're both seven. And so, yeah, that's a funny story. They're um, first cousins that are two months apart. I got custody of my nephew when he was two years old, and I've been raising him as my own ever since. And so, yeah, I have two sons, and they're seven. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, first of all, I want to commend you for taking on that responsibility. That is awesome um, for you to do and not have another kid go into the system. Um, I am a strong advocate for adopting and um, doing that. So I'm very happy to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) But I know it's probably tough raising like two seven-year-olds because now you went from like having one and then now you have like twins. (laughs) Right, right, right. And that's exactly. Exactly. I feel like I still taught like both of them like to potty train. So from potty training up, I've I've had twins. You know what I mean? But that first part of carrying the the scroller mm-hmm. or the car seat, I had just one. So I was like, <laughs> God knew exactly what he was doing because he knew I couldn't carry two car seats. Right. <laughs> As soon as they can walk, he was like, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That is legit. Because I look at people with twins, like twin babies, and I'm like, Mm. I don't know how. Like, my kids are five, so they're five years apart. And I am so grateful for that age difference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by the time your second one came, you had a big helper. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And still do. Like this morning, you know, he got the youngest up and got him ready. And he does that almost every morning. And it's awesome for me um, (laughs) because I can lay down a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, so um, with that being said, so what strategies do you use with your seven-year-olds to get them to kind of understand money? So honestly, I started with them when they were one and two. So I started with um, my biological son when he was one because that was the age, you know, when he started talking. When he could walk around the house and say little phrases like, you know, mama or baba or eat or, you know, when 
when he could talk, <laughs> you know, use words, then that's when I started teaching him little phrases. And it's funny because technology has um, given me little snapbacks of the past where I have recorded like little, you know, images of him doing stuff when he was little. One of them was putting money in his piggy bank. Mm -hmm. So he would get coins from his papa, his granny, and um, he would just sit in the on the bed with all these like stacks of pennies and nickels and dimes and he would just be sticking them inside his piggy bank because I taught him the phrase money goes in the bank mm -hmm. and so in his mind the bank was a piggy bank and we started at one and then when I got my nephew at two I taught him the same phrase money goes in the bank so that was just an example of me starting as young as I could with them you know what I mean mm -hmm. And then as they got older, the conversations just progressed. Like when they were three, we went to a real bank or, you know, the institution of a bank for the first time ever. <laughs> and then, um, and now every year, so they still save money in their piggy banks all year long. So their Christmas money, their birthday money, you know, whatever money they might get from their fathers, um, that kind of stuff, they'll save it throughout the year. And then we go to the bank, institution of a bank, you know, once a year. And so they get to watch their money grow almost all year long. And then they go to the bank, you know, um, once a year. So then they get the receipt and they get to see how much is in their account. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny because my one son has more in his account than the other one because we started sooner mm -hmm. and so they're all that's that's always the conversation after we leave about he's like well if you stop being a spender maybe you have a little bit more money you know I know how to save and I don't go out there and just spend my money on everything and I'm like these kids are seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I mean that that story is practically the same with my kids too um so like for instance with my oldest son I started from birth actually so I had mm -hmm. like a little piggy bank and um his dad and I would throw money in there when we were together. Right. And, um, you know, that was his first little savings bank. And I think we made the first deposit when he was one mm -hmm. um, into a real bank. And then that right. started the cycle. And then every Christmas, every birthday, whoever gives him money, it goes straight into that account. But lately what I've been doing, um, which I actually did this year was I took the whole balance because they told me that they're dead set on college, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case, <laughs> right, right, right. And with me, like, I do my own financial plan, so I realize that what's going to break my financial plan is their college it's their expense. College, yes. Right? So I was like, okay, so what I did this year for my birthday, <laughs> my gift to myself, <laughs> was taking their money and rolling it into a five to nine. So mm -hmm. now they have two five two nine plans that yes. are growing um, yes that's great that's that's beautiful that's my kids have one and I opened it up when they were uh two and three mm. so but you should yeah that's that's good so parents if you're listening write that down step one <laughs> open college fund <laughs> right exactly because I mean college is so expensive like 
I didn't have anybody to pay for my college and I'm over here with mountains of student loan debt. So right. I'm like, you know, that could be the biggest gift to myself and to the kids is if they are dead set on going to college, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's what they're going to need. Now, the whole conversation about you know, who has the most money that happens with my kids as well. <laughs> and, and that's because, and believe it or not, the youngest has more money than the oldest. Wow. <laughs> and wow. that's because the oldest is more of a spender than right. the youngest. So, you know, we had a brief conversation before we went on about how my oldest is now on punishment and he can't play Fortnite. Well, right. You know, he's always like, oh, I want some V-Bucks or, you know, stuff for Fortnite or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever game. And that uses his money. So um, now he looks at my youngest son, like my youngest son, he'll be, you know, picking up coins every time he sees them, putting them in his piggy bank. And then when the ice cream truck was coming around over the summer, my oldest is like, oh, let's use your money and get some ice cream. And I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you should have saved yours. <laughs> but it's amazing how much they are, um, you know, how kids develop personalities so early. So do you right. see that with your kids? Like, do you see that one is more of a spender or a saver or... What do you see them playing out? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So for the most part, like I said, they're only like two months apart. So mm-hmm. they're really like twins. And they're co- they're completely opposite. They are polar opposite. So one is a true saver and one is a true spender. And my true saver will save every dollar and not want to spend any of his own money. Mm-hmm. He will spend all of my money if I let him. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't want to spend any of his money to the point where he doesn't want to give either. Uh, so yeah, that is a seeing that could be a problem for uh, savers. Everybody's like, Oh, having a saver is great. You know, you're, you want your kids to be savers, but no, they need to have balance. So my saver, I have to teach him. It's okay to spend money sometimes. Like we're going on family vacation to Disney. And he doesn't know it yet, but we're going to crack open his piggy bank and I'm going to make him spend. um, He had got like 50 bucks between his birthday and his Christmas money from his papa. His papa already sent it. And um, so he's going to have to take that $50 and use it on our trip. And he doesn't know it yet. He's going to have a fit. It's going to be a whole situation. (laughs) (laughs) And then I might spend her who has no problem spending every penny, but he's a generous giver. So our church has like, um, the kids have their own youth, you know, youth department and they're doing like a, a raise money, just the youth where they're giving coins or something to build a, a well in Africa or something like a really big adult project, but they're doing it. And, you know, at the kids level. And so the kids are giving, you know, every Sunday they can bring money to give. So I hear them in the in the room and they're arguing because they had this piggy bank. It was just a little one and it wasn't it didn't really belong to either one of them and they were just kind of putting money in there whenever. Mm-hmm. And they finally was able to crack it open like three <laughs> days ago. So I could hear them in the room arguing over who gets the money in the bank and mm-hmm. that's not fair. You got more than I got. 
and gosh. and my saver wants to put it in his piggy bank to go towards his bank account and my spender wants to put it in the little church box to take it to church to give it away so, <laughs> so i'm i'm having to uh negotiate between the two of them <laughs> like this is what we're gonna do we're gonna break it in half you're gonna get this half you're gonna get that half and then you can decide what you want to do with yours. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. I know one strategy that I use, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Dave Ramsey. Oh, yeah. So uh, everybody is. But um, <laughs> but he teaches, like, when it comes to kids, have a give, spend, and save. Yes. So that's what I've been doing with my boys. And, you know, so far, so good. Of course, you know, the oldest wants to spend more than he gives and saves and all that stuff. But at least I'm forcing them to put it in one of the three. Like, a little bit has to go into each bucket. So I don't care how you divvy it, divvy it out, but it has to go into the three buckets. So I feel like that's been helpful trying to, you know, get my spender to save and give more and give my, um, have my saver spend and give more. So (laughs) um, I feel like that strategy has been helpful. So any other strategies that you've been using with your kids? I yeah we we have open conversation Mm -hmm. so I have a I have a rule in my house if the money if the if the money (laughs) if the answer is money related I have to answer it if they ask me a question so um the reason I came up with that rule is because one of my sons asks a lot of questions like Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the point where I have a love-hate relationship with questions (laughs) You know, one of those kids that say why, and then you tell them the answer to the why. So then they ask the why about the why answer. <laughs> I'm one of those kids. Gotcha. And so um, so now, you know, you get to the point as a parent where you're tired or you're doing like 8,000 things at the same time, and you just don't want to answer any more questions. So I created this rule. If the answer is money related, I have to answer the question. So one time I was leaving the house, but um, I was just going up the street. Well, in the apartment complex at that time, we lived in an apartment. And um, I was going to the office to pay the rent. And he was like, Mama, where are you going? And I was like, I'll be right back. But I had already made this rule in my mind. So I was like, dog, dog, and I got to answer his question. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I took a second and I was like, Mommy's going to pay the rent. And so then he was like, rent, what's rent? Mm -hmm. So then I was like, okay, so where we live is not free. Mommy has to pay something called rent. That means every month I have to give the the place where we live money. And I give it to them in the form of a check. So then he's like, okay, mommy, what's a check? (laughs) So I realized that that conversation was going to open up a can of worms. So I was just like, well, mommy will be right back. Give me a minute and I'll, you know, I'll answer your question and I'll be right back. So then I went pay my rent because it was getting close to closing time. And then I came back and I was like, I'm going to show you. I'm not just going to tell you next month. I'm going to show you. And by me saying I'm going to show you, that ended all his questions. Mm -hmm. So then the following month, I took him to the bank with me. I got my cashier's check. I gave it to him. (sighs) 
we went um we went to the rent office we paid the rent he got the receipt then we um we went home and then we talked a little bit more about it so then I just I was like this is what a check is you use checks to pay bills you know that kind of thing and then I was like the check is just the money that you already have in your account you know and and then you use it you use the paper also known as a check to pay certain things like rent so then we like we did that whole thing so now that's just a rule in my house and I always um, suggest that people use that rule in their house because there's a lot of learning financial learning opportunities in your day-to-day life so that's another um, technique is use real life opportunities to teach about money money is not a lecture conversation you shouldn't sit down with your kids and try and teach them for like five hours about money. That's just overwhelming and it's too much. And money touches too many things and it goes too deep. So another thing I tell people is use real life experiences. So when you're at the grocery store, that's an opportunity. When you're getting gas, that's an opportunity. When you're paying a bill, either by a check or online or with a credit card or, or debit card, all four of those are different opportunities to teach your kids about money and you know how to pay bills um when you go to the bank that's another one you teach your kids about saving spending and giving you know so there's like real life i always try to use real life opportunities and i only do it it only takes me five or ten minutes because it only takes up to ten minutes because sometimes my son gets a little long with his list of questions but (laughs) you could really teach money you know two minutes at a time as things come up and your kids could be in a much better place than they are now. And then probably even a much better place than you are when they get your age, because they would have grown up with the conversation and they would understand it. Right. And you just said a mouthful right there because (laughs) (laughs) that's like my whole mission um, with Money Talk with Tiff is to keep the conversation going, like have the conversation, have the uncomfortable conversations, include your kids, all of and just keep it going. Like (laughs) that's all we need to do. So with that being said, um, you like to have the conversation with kids and about kids. So you actually have a new podcast and it's called Podcast Kids. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So one of the questions I get a lot, so I go around the country and I speak, not just at schools. I speak at schools to kids, but I also like speak. So I do like parent conferences, and stuff like that. So I get a lot of the questions are like, well, how do you teach your kids? When did you start teaching your kids? Why do you teach your kids? You know, so <laughs> it got to the point where I was like, maybe I should let people hear me teaching my kids. <laughs> maybe I should, you know, welcome people into the behind the scenes of me teaching my kids about money. Because I have had, like, I've been on stage talking and my story is always the same. Like, I really started teaching kids financial literacy because I wanted to teach my kids financial literacy and it really didn't have anything to do with the world until I realized that this was something that was needed. So, you know, and I was like, you know, I want to teach my kids not to make the same financial mistakes I made because no one ever taught me, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I'd be on stage. And then one time my son came up on stage with me. And at this point he was only five. And the, and the reason I remember is because 
that was the first question I asked him when I realized he was off stage. It like, <laughs> it like stopped me right in the middle of what I was doing. I was like, what are you doing out here? And then of course the audience laughs. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and he's like, mommy, I'm just, you know, I'm just listening to you talk. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, how old are you? And he was like, I'm five. And I was like, what is your name? And he said his name. And it was just kind of like an icebreaker. So then I just started asking him all these money questions. Like, what is insurance? And he told me what insurance was. And I was like, where does money go? He's like, money goes in the bank. And I was like, oh, and he's five, you know? And I'm mm-hmm. like, so I was just asking him, like, I was like, it was just like sh- shooting out questions. And he was just shooting out answers. And then I was like, okay, mommy loves you. And I was like, or I gave him a hug. I was like, okay, now get off my stage. <laughs> and then the audience started laughing. But you see, and so then I was like, then I stopped for a second. And I was like, do you guys remember why I started doing this? And everybody just kind of looked and it was like, yeah, I was like, to teach my kids. And then it just kind of like clicked with people. Like she really is doing what she's saying she's doing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where the podcast came from. I know that's a long story. I'm sorry. But but that's where the the podcast, so it's not just me. It is me for a few of the episodes. It really is just me talking and giving parents strategies on teaching their kids about money. But it's also me having conversations with my kids about Christmas, about, um, we talked about Santa Claus on one um, there's one with me and my son's father. We talk about co-parenting and teaching your kids financial uh, literacy when you live in two different households. Mm. Like, how do you agree on such complicated topics? And, you know, we got in there. I was like, I don't know how we're going to get all this in 15 minutes. We might have to do two shows on this one. Mm-hmm. Because I, I wanted the podcast to be short because I want kids to listen too. And I didn't want it to be something that was going to be too long for them. But yeah, so it's me talking to my kids about money. It's me teaching parents about um, how to teach their kids about money. And it's me talking to kidpreneurs and not, you know, kids just selling ice cream. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to like kidpreneurs who are to the point now where they have staff, you know what I mean? Where they have employees and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So they're running their own little empires Mm -hmm. so there's a little bit of that on there because I talked about one little girl asked me how do you make money and I was like as a child you know as a kid the easiest way to make money is to become an entrepreneur or a kidpreneur and so then I have like a couple interviews with kidpreneurs talking about their experience so yeah the um the podcast just came out and so yeah um we already pre-recorded a few episodes I think we have like 15 pre-records and then then we have some unpre-records on purpose where I just want to go with the flow mm-hmm. so um yeah I'm, I'm excited about this project I really am 
I'm excited about the project because um, <laughs> I've told you, you know, a lot of podcasts I have to turn off when my kids are in the car and right. this one I can actually keep playing. So yes. <laughs> I'm excited about that. And it's teaching them something. It's not just, you know, like the brainless stuff they watch on YouTube. It's right. actually right. like teaching them something. So I'm super excited about the podcast. So if anybody wants to hear more from you, get to know you, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, uh, you can go to my website, mylittlebanker.com. And so My Little Banker is the, the my brand name and it's where all my books and stuff is. And the podcast is uh, also housed at mylittlebanker.com. And I'm on all social media at My Little Banker as well. And if people have questions, they can always send me an email at info at my little banker. Awesome. Well, thank you. I will have all of those links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Rochelle. This was an awesome conversation that definitely needs to take place. Um, Listeners, I encourage you to talk to your kids about money. If you need any help, tips, reach out to Rochelle, reach out to me. We can keep the conversation going. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And I wanted to give your um, your guests a special gift. So Ooh. if they <laughs> <laughs> if they put in a promo code on my website, Money Talk, um, they will get a ten percent uh, discount on any purchases that they make. Ooh. On my books. <laughs> we love saving money. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. That is so generous and awesome of you. I will have that in the show notes as well, everybody. So be sure to use it. Um, I am so grateful for that. Um, but thank you so much, Rochelle. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast talking to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have a good day. <laughs> thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to moneytalkwitht.com. And while you're there, why not sign up for our newsletter so you'll never miss an episode? Talk to you soon.